easily one of the most fascinating aspects of getting into the world of online business was discovering the breadth and potential of affiliate marketing. I have to admit, it has captured my imagination. So today, I thought you and I could have a wee chat about affiliate marketing, just figuring out exactly how affiliate marketing works. I'll talk you through the mechanical setup and just how it works physically, how you set up an affiliate relationship and how you end up being paid on that relationship. I'll spend some time talking about what I kind of think of as the three archetypes of affiliate marketing. I probably think of those three areas because they're the three areas of affiliate marketing that I figure out how to earn money on, but I'll share that with you. And then we'll spend some time talking about the seedier side of affiliate marketing, the things you that may be causing you pause, perhaps standing in the way of you embracing it as you consider your options as you build your online business. Does that sound like a plan? It's three different aspects of affiliate marketing today on Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. And welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us with a touch of gray in our hair and looking to reinvent ourselves or looking to find our way in this online world. Now today, as I mentioned off the top, we're going to talk about affiliate marketing and I have a passion for affiliate marketing and it is growing steadily as I recognize the, actually probably it's because I, as I recognize my returns on investment, the areas that I've concentrated on, what I've learned about affiliate marketing, where I've applied it in my business, I'm starting to see results. Now they're not earth shaking results. I can't, uh, I can't say that I make the bulk of my revenue these days off of affiliate marketing, but I can see how it grows. And the more you apply yourself and the more you understand the process and the more you work on the underpinnings, the the foundational pieces of building an affiliate marketing business, the more reward you will get. It's a slow and steady momentum growing process. That is affiliate marketing. So as I mentioned off the top, we will cover kind of three aspects. I'm going to first of all talk to you about the mechanics of affiliate marketing so you understand just how it works, how the setup works uh, in a general perspective. Then we'll talk about, I think, the three biggest ass areas of affiliate marketing that I'm finding success in to give you some archetypes of how you could consider engaging in it yourself. And We'll also talk about the things that kind of get your spidey senses tingling. I think we all see affiliate marketing done with a spirit that maybe doesn't necessarily jive with our particular perspective on how we should be doing business. And I want to talk to you about the how that fits 
and how we can avoid it, but also what we can learn from it, because there's a lot to learn from all of that. So before we actually jump into the content, though, I want to let you know that if you want any notes on any of the stuff that we're talking about, if you want to check out our show notes, or if you want to leave a comment on things that you'd like to see more of here on the Gray Matters podcast, if you visit our website at dototech.com forward slash gray 12, this is the 12th episode, and each episode is uh, marked out this way, gray 12 at dototech.com. You can leave a comment there and you can pick up any resources that I mentioned during today's podcast. And I encourage you to drop by and and let me know what you think. You know, the more feedback that I get from you on things that you're looking for, what you like and what you don't like about the podcast, the more I can craft this podcast to better serve the entire community. All right, let's dive in and kind of figure out how affiliate marketing works. The mechanics behind an affiliate relationship that we might have with a vendor of some sort. So once you found a product that you're interested in being an affiliate for, it could be a product that you use, one one that really resonates with your community that you think that you can have some success with. You first of all got to find out if they have an affiliate program. And most products do, certainly most knowledge products do. Just doing a quick Google search with a product name followed by the word affiliate program will bring back the results. If they have an affiliate program, there's usually an FAQ attached to it, letting you know just what to expect from their affiliate program. And typically speaking, you'll either be able to apply there on their website or they will send you to an affiliate manager. Affiliate managers are pieces of software that manage the entire affiliate process. And you'll have to set up an account with that manager and then apply with the vendor who you're interested in representing their product. So you're going to have to go through these steps. And in each individual case, it's going to be something different. It could be direct connection to them right away, or you might have to go through these affiliate management products. And there's a couple of them that that uh, that are that you'll get to recognize some of the bigger players in the game. So occasionally with an affiliate management tool, you'll have two or three vendors within the same tool that you can actually track and manage your accounts from, which is quite convenient. But alas, since they all don't use the exact same affiliate manager, you're going to have multiple accounts all over the place. So finding a strategy to manage all of your accounts is important as you administer your affiliate business. Now, once you've applied with an affiliate program and been accepted, typically they'll ask you about your website and how you plan to promote their product and tell you the rules about how they like their uh, their, their marketing to be done. You can then, in a mechanical sense, start to create a an opportunity to create sales on that affiliate program. So if you've, say, done a product review of a product that you've now signed up as an affiliate from, you then are going to create a link that you can put in that Uh, in that blog post or in that description, in that review, that if people click on it, it will identify you as the source of the lead to the vendor. Now, how that works is in your affiliate management tool, whether it's one that they manage themselves or it's done through a third party, there will be a place that you can create custom links. Now, sometimes these links are full full on graphic links. They're embed codes that you can drop in your website that have graphics, et cetera, attached or they can be as simple as a web URL. But the key thing that all of these different affiliate links have is they've got the identifier, the unique identifier that tells the vendor that you are the person that provided that lead. Then depending on the affiliate program, you will be credited with a sale if it happens within a window of time. It could be as little as 48 hours for say an Amazon, all the way up to several weeks or even several months for some long tail sales processes. And so theoretically what happens is the person's then entered into their database. When they go, when they finally purchase, your name is attached through the affiliate manager and then you are credited with that commission. And usually there will be an embargo period where they will hold back on any payments until they know that the person is not going to ask for a refund because 
they've if they've got a 30 day money back policy they aren't going to pay you out until that 30 days has passed and they know the money is cemented into their income stream so that's basically how it works is you create these custom links which you then share now you have to make sure that you have these links in all relevant places so that uh, whatever uh, path people take to f look at the purchase page or go to the website of the product that you're recommending that they attach your ID as they go through that process. It becomes second nature to you after a while and it can be a little bit of a pain in the ass downstream. If somebody changes their affiliate management program, you might have to go through and change out all of your links. So coming up with a comprehensive strategy of how you manage all of your internal links within your business that's a that's a helpful step that you can take. Now, every affiliate program is not identical as far as how they determine payments and their fee structure. Commissions can range, and, and typically speaking, it's a commission, a bounty they pay on a conversion, on a converted sale. So that will range, that percentage can range from just a few percent in the case of Amazon, all the way up to, I've seen some affiliate programs that are for knowledge products uh, paying a commission of over 70% of the value of the sale. So there's a wide range that you can experience in, in, as, you, as you start to delve into the world of affiliate marketing. Of course, as the, as the content creators, we're looking for a greater percentage of each sale because we want to make more money. Now, some of them, as I say, are single payments. They will pay you for the lead itself, just a click-through, that might be a few cents, or for the people who sign up for a trial program, they might pay a little bit more for the, the people who sign up for trial programs, all the way through to the actual purchase. But there are some services where you're, say, promoting a software service that people are paying monthly for that the affiliate manager will actually set up and pay you an ongoing commission monthly as well. Now, typically speaking, it's a smaller percentage, but it's ongoing. There's not a cap to what you can earn. Now, depending on your own, uh, on, you, on, you, on what your goals are for your business and also your own kind of makeup of how you, of how you like to do your business, that's something that you might find very appealing. Personally, I love the long-term relationships. There's a couple of affiliate programs that I belong to. One of them, if you've listened to us for a long time, you know I'm a, an affiliate for Thinkific, the learning management tool. And that's the exact situation we have with them, is I receive a percentage. If you sign up as a Thinkific customer through my affiliate link, every month that you stay on board with Thinkific, I get paid a small commission and I love that building a kind of a cohort of people who uh, or uh, of accounts that you earn money from because that's a growing pool. So every month you earn a little bit more on your investment in building that affiliate manager, whereas with that affiliate program. Whereas with others, it's uh, just kind of a eat what you kill. You have to go out there, you have to get new accounts each and every each and every month in order to earn revenue from it. Now they both work. And because of the nature of people searching for new content and how search works and how our content uh, becomes more and more valuable, the more people that view it online, you can do very very well with straight up bounty systems where you're paid just a percentage from each sale. And I've got many, many affiliate programs, or not many, but I've got a few affiliate programs that I'm very happy to deal with at that level as well. So you're going to, a nice mix is probably what you're going to be looking for, but it's important for you to recognize exactly what those programs look like. And even when an affiliate manager says that they have XYZ commission attached to a product, that doesn't mean that they're locked into that. If you provide and you show that you are a very valuable affiliate where you're investing a lot more into their product than other than the kind of the run-of-the-mill affiliates you can often negotiate a greater percentage with the affiliate managers once you've proven yourself once you've proven yourself as a valuable partner to them because basically at the end of the day think about the world from their perspective here they're releasing a some 
product that they want to sell. And along comes somebody who is happy to put that product in the best light, to bring their community and the trust that they've engendered with their audience to their product and deliver a, a, a qualified audience to purchase. There's a lot of value in that. And well-managed affiliate programs will recognize the value that you bring and they will be happy to reward you in excess of what others who might be just throwing out the links without putting the same effort behind it are going to receive. So it's a, as you kind of get your feet under you and get more experienced and create more value and build a larger community, your overall value to the affiliate marketing world increases. Okay, let's talk now about the different types of affiliate marketing that you can participate in. And the first one that I want to start with, well, there's three types that I'm going to fill you in on. And these are the three that I participate in. There may be more, but these are going to give you a really good idea of the entire space. The first is Amazon and retail affiliate marketing. The second is tools, uh, selling software, recommending software, which is really where I make most of my affiliate revenue. And the third is partnering on knowledge products, things like online courses, which I participate in a little bit and probably has the most bang for the buck as far as the largest revenue option per amount of time that you spend, the biggest return on investment, but it also has the largest capital cost as far as spending your social equity with your community as you recommend these other, these products. So let's kind of go through them all. And I think these little, these little phrases that I make talking about like your, your, your ask equity and your social equity, those will come into focus as we go through the rest of today's podcast. Starting with the easiest one to talk about and the one that you're probably most familiar with is Amazon. Now Amazon's fascinating because it is so ubiquitous. It is literally everywhere that we look, Amazon is there. Because one of the reasons is Amazon is more than just a retail site. That's what we typically think of it as, is a retail site. But in fact, it's a search engine. It's a place people go to look for the information, look for the products they want to buy, and look for advice on what to buy, which is a key thing for us to understand as far as affiliate marketing goes. It also even has some of the uh, some of the characteristics of a social network when you consider the reviews and, and, and how people kind of talk about products within Amazon. It's, it's, it's a very complex system that includes obviously the retail side, but also search engine and social networking aspects within what Amazon is. Now into that space, you can very quickly and easily apply to become an Amazon affiliate. They're pretty liberal with how they how they assign um, their, their affiliates. Um, and there's a set of rules that you have to pay attention to as far as how you're allowed to promote Amazon product. But for you and I, the key is to success on Amazon really comes down to how you build your community and you build your authority within your community. It's social marketing. It's doing good quality reviews of a product and creating a trust in your community that people are looking for you to recommend products and then they're going to purchase them based on your recommendations. That's the end of the story as far as Amazon goes. It's all about how much trust you have with the community, how findable your reviews and how valuable your explanations of the product are that determines whether or not people are going to purchase through your link, which determines if you're going to make money on Amazon. Now, as far as the actual revenue goes, Amazon is really low. It's just a few percent that they pay in commission, typically speaking, on all of their products. So you're never going to get rich in Amazon until you have a massive following. But as you grow, your Amazon affiliate revenue will grow with you. And it does a little bit more for you than just the revenue that comes back because you can help to build your profile through Amazon because of the search capabilities of Amazon and all of those other aspects. So as you create your content 
mix, the different types of content that you're going to create for your for your community, uh, knowing that occasionally or fairly regularly that you are going to recommend products that you've purchased on Amazon and include those Amazon affiliate links as uh, valuable information to your community is very low-hanging fruit and very easy to access and a very easy way to dip your toe in the affiliate marketing world. The second archetype on my list is tools, software and tools. And this is the, really the sweet spot for myself as far as affiliate marketing goes. Uh, so the different tools that I use, the different products that I review and recommend and post videos on YouTube about, there is within that, uh, that roster of products, a few products that I think more highly of than others that I'm happy to put my name behind because I trust the business and I've, got, I've formed a relationship with that company. And I have signed up as an affiliate and I've incorporated the affiliate links in my content. And I've done very well with a few. I mean, Thinkific we mentioned earlier, I've got a good relationship with Blinkist and with Grammarly. There's a few products that I pay for myself, I purchase, that I've incorporated into my entire content mix and it's been it's been very successful to the tune of now I'm earning several thousand dollars a month through these through these affiliate relationships. And of course, the beauty of that is it's passive income. It's for videos that I've created, content that I've created in the past. I still earn money from today. But there's a really nice quid pro quo that's attached. These are tools that I do believe in. And I'm happy to share those tools because I trust the company and I believe that they are good value with my community. See, every time, here's, here's where it comes down to kind of what the, the cost of doing affiliate marketing is, is you don't spend a lot of money other than your time in affiliate marketing, but what you do spend is your credibility equity with your community. If you are a content marketer that's constantly producing video or post after post, and each one has an affiliate angle, has an underpinning of, I want you to go and click on this and buy this so that I can earn money, you're very quickly going to lose credibility with your community because they recognize that you're only interested in selling somebody else's product. Whereas if you truly build a community where you're trying to educate and edify your community, trying to raise them up and trying to serve their needs, and occasionally within that, you say, this is the product I use and this is why I use it and this is why I stand by it. Oh, by the way, if you purchase it, I will be compensated. I think it's important to be transparent. If you've engendered trust with your community, you are spending some of your equity with that community by the ask and that's, that's, you, you will feel that intuitively yourself, but you'll also recognize that that is money well spent. That is equity well spent at that point because your community members who purchase it, typically speaking, they will give you back that equity because they will post somewhere in social that, oh, Steve, you recommended Thinkific. I'm so happy with it. It's worked out so well. You know, one comment like that somewhere in comments, anybody who reads that recognizes immediately that the information and the recommendations being put forward by that content creator have a great deal of authority and weight. And so if you're doing it from a really honest and a really um, thoughtful perspective, I think that you, that it's that there's there's probably no better and no more exciting prospect than here's a product I like. I think you'll like it too, and we both are happy with the arrangement that the fact that you've decided to purchase it, 
I'm rewarded and I'm compensated financially for all of the energy I put into creating the content and helping you down the path. And you're rewarded by follow from following me by being able to make a good decision, knowing that your time spent in my community is worthwhile. It's just a, it's just a win, win, win situation, isn't it? So that is the, uh, it, as far as I'm concerned, the most exciting aspect. I mean, I think you could feel the energy rise as I kind of talk my way through it because I do truly enjoy this part of affiliate marketing. Now I will stop right here and say that there are a lot of affiliate marketers who don't have that level of relationship with their with their with their products that they are basically looking for what's going to sell well and they're going to recommend products in order to make money and they're going to use their understanding of SEO and search and reach in order to generate profit through numbers, through large numbers. That's a way to do it. That's certainly, there's nothing, there's nothing in the rules that say you can't, you can't, you know, just, just push affiliate program after affiliate program out there and earn a decent revenue as a result. It's not the way that I choose to do business. And I suspect it's not the way that you're going to choose to do business either. I think there's far more rewarding things than just the financial aspect and hearing people thank you and knowing that you've made a difference in moving the ball downfield for them in whatever their venture is. There's a reward in that too. And there's also long term financial benefit in that relationship is that the people will trust you, they'll come back and they will purchase products that you recommend in the future, perhaps even purchasing your own product in the future. So that's the that's the kind of the uh, the, the balancing act that you have to determine. The third market uh, is the knowledge product market where you're selling other people's courses. And this is a fascinating, uh, a fascinating kind of evolution. Um, now you might've, if you've been following us for a little while, I've just did, participated in two affiliate launches of other people's courses this year. And I haven't done very much of that in the past, but with the new move into the whole gray matter space and knowing that I want to teach and lead this community to far more skills than I can possibly create courses for. I've chosen a strategy within the within the Gray Matters podcast and the kind of within this 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 community that I'm building to where appropriate recommend other people's courses that I think are best of breed that I see value that you can benefit from. So I promoted a course from Amy Porterfield and I also promoted on a little softer level a course from Marie Forleo recently which were two fairly expensive courses. The courses were $1,500 and $2,000 respectively. And to give you an idea, I'll be right up front with you, the commission structure on both of those was 50%. So anybody who purchased those courses, I was handsomely rewarded for the effort that I put in. Now, with these sorts of affiliate launches, typically speaking, people who recommend the courses are expected to provide additional value, to add extra value to the launch. With Amazon, and even with software tools, we're not expected to provide support or advice or coaching to people as they are entering into the program or purchasing the product. You might answer a few questions about it, but it's not your job to support the product. It's their job to support it. It's Amazon's and it's whatever software tool that you happen to be promoting. With online courses in this whole space, typically speaking, the content creator who's recommending that is expected to be an expert in the field or to, to know something about something tangential in the field and then provide some additional value. So with Amy's course, I did that. With Amy's course, I actually created an additional series of modules to teach people how to do online video, which dovetailed very nicely with her course on creating courses. And I found that to be a very, very successful and, and uplifting experience in promoting that to my community. Now, there's a little bit of pushback. Some people weren't quite ready for me to be promoting other people's products, but I did it from the right space. 
and, and my and myself, and I was able to defend myself to them. Some people agree, some disagree, but the bottom line was the people who purchased have been very happy, and I've been very happy with what they've learned and how they're progressing. So I feel that we are, I've done a solid for both my community and my own brand. With the course from Marie Forleo, I've approached it from a slightly different angle, recognizing that I didn't really have a product that I wanted to add that I could that I thought I could add a lot of value to her mix. So instead, I offered some coaching and consulting advice and some live streams, which you might have seen, where we talked about it and helped people make the right decision. And that was far less successful for me as far as the number of sales that went. But again, the people who did make the decision based on my recommendation and my coaching them through the process are very happy and enjoying the course and engaged. And I think they're going to get a lot of value out of it. So again, it worked out quite well. Now, this whole space, though, starts to lead us into the darker side of affiliate marketing. I'm not going to present for a moment that those relationships that I have with Amy or with Marie are the darker side. They're not. Those are great programs that I intend to follow up on and do again in the future. But as you start to look at selling other people's products, other people's courses, or other people's programs, you can start to discover if you do some search, you'll start to find some different kind of communities that that's what they're all about. One such one is, I'll put links in the show notes, uh, which you can find at dototech.com forward slash gray 12. One of which is something called the Warrior Forum, where people who are hardcore internet marketers come and they sell products. And you'll often see those products promoted. They might be a tool for automatically creating landing pages or for creating promotional videos or a whole bunch of clip art that's designed for sales pages. Or they might be a self-improvement course or a weight loss course. These are people who are developing online products that they promote to a community. And then what happens is they, instead of, building that entire community themselves. They concentrate on building a small community themselves, building a product, but then they look for other online marketers to do something called JVs or joint ventures, where they help them promote the product. And typically speaking, they'll do exactly what I did with Amy, is they'll add some value of products that they've created themselves, and they'll sell them. And you'll see these, these are, you'll recognize them as soon as I start talking about it, because they'll say there are $752 of value that you can get for $19.95. Typically speaking, the entry level price for these products is very low. Unfortunately, there's a lot of social engineering that goes into them as well. So if you buy the product at $19.95, you're probably not going to get exactly what you think you're getting. But instead, there'll be a series of upsells to get you to the actual functionality that you thought you were purchasing at the beginning. It's a space that I don't participate in. I don't agree with so much of it because it ends up painting us all with this same social engineering manipulative brush. That's a part of a lot of internet and online sales. Now it's easy to find these things and it's easy to get sucked into them. And it's probably fairly easy to make money with them if you decide that you want to incorporate those practices. Now I do recommend, I'm going to put links to several of these different services in the show notes because I think you should look at them because there's a lot of value in the systems that they put into place and understanding how they market to their community. I don't think we have to take all of the, their actual techniques as we build our own affiliate programs, but understanding what works for them and what doesn't work for them and then kind of unpacking why those things work, I think is tremendous value to us as we develop our own professional chops. As a matter of fact, I'll be doing a webinar, a webinar, I'll be doing a podcast in an upcoming episode where I talk about all the things that we've learned from unethical online practices. And I, it's a, it's a, t based on a talk that I give that I really like to give whenever I get an opportunity to give it in public, but it really opens your eyes to how we are, as I said earlier, socially engineered 
in different online webinars and different online sales cycles to make the purchase. Uh, and if we can learn those touch points, those, those, those keys to sales, we can apply those same techniques in an ethical fashion where, which will help people make decisions as opposed to manipulate them into making decisions, if that makes sense. I do want you to explore these things. I'd want you to take a look and understand what happens in the entire full spectrum of affiliate marketing and then choose the area that works best for you. Even if it's just now in your imagination thinking, oh, it'd be great if I was to create products in this area, to create content in this area, I can see how I could start to create uh, some revenue from an affiliate relationship with these products. And if you look at your own stable of tools that you use that's on your computer now that you know that makes a difference in your life, look within that mix for some tools that might have affiliate relationships that you can add value to your community as you start to build your community, teaching them how you do things. And then you'll be able to benefit both your community by teaching them a good, a good practical way of applying tools, and then you will be rewarded by some compensation if people decide that they're going to do that. It's a, it's, it's a nice way to start. It's a good place to start. So that's a kind of a, a picture of the entire world of affiliate marketing. It's something that we will be talking about in the over the next couple of months. It's actually going to be the next Dotto Tech course that I create myself. I'm going to create one on affiliate marketing where we actually walk through all of the techniques and the processes, but that's not coming for a few months. That's down the road a little bit. Uh, I've got it. I've got it outlined, but I'm still working on the, the, the delivery mechanisms and all of that sort of stuff for the content. But I am excited about it because as I say, this is one of the really exciting aspects of the online marketing world. The promise of passive income. I can't tell you how great it is at the end of the month to get a report from an affiliate partner that says you've made 500, you've made 800, you've made $1,200 and have that money transferred into my PayPal account and go, yes, that's all for work that I did months ago. I've been working on new things that I'm making money from, but those old things are now paying me and helping to carry the freight. Oh, it is a good, good feeling when that happens. One last thing I want to remind you of, if you have not yet signed up for one of our webinar Wednesdays, here at Dottotech, every Wednesday, I host a free tutorial webinar. Sometimes it's on productivity, sometimes it's on online marketing, sometimes it's on content creation, but they're free and they're every week. And I encourage you to be at least on our mail list so you know what upcoming webinars there are. There's always a replay sent out if you can't join us live. And we are doing, as of the recording of this podcast, we've done 87 of these different tutorial webinars, which my community finds great value in. And if you have not yet participated, I encourage you to drop by the Dottotech site at dottotech.com forward slash webinars and check out what our newest webinar is and hopefully join us for one webinar Wednesday coming up soon. Finally, if you're on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice and you enjoy this podcast, think there's value in it, give us uh, whatever star rating the podcast provider provides to you. A review would be amazing. Viral growth is how I'm planning on growing this podcast. And so the more baby boomers and Gen Xers that know about it, the better it is for all of us. Let's keep the gray wave rolling. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle. 